Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode where we are talking about the game of Mahjong as an important mother and daughter tradition. Have you heard of this game before? It's funny because I've certainly seen it in movies and on TV, but until recently, I never saw it in person. That's where my guests today come into the picture. Cheryl and Ruth Zimmelman are a mother-daughter pair who love Mahjong. Cheryl's a neighbor, and we've been friends for about 20 years or so, probably more than that. And we have lots in common, and our families have a lot in common. They've really gotten to know each other over the years. I also got to know Cheryl's amazing mom. So when Cheryl started talking about this game, affectionately referred to as Maj, my ears perked up. I thought I was in the twilight zone. I thought, is she talking about that game that 80-year-old grandmas play on the beach in Florida? Why is everyone talking about it? Why is she talking about it? But talk, she did, and so did her mom. Gradually, I came to realize that the game of Mahjong had taken on quite an important role in their lives not just as a game, but also as a way to bring people together to meet new people, especially when they've recently moved to a new city or to a new apartment or retirement community, and also to bridge the social gap with good, clean fun in midlife and beyond. And by beyond, I'm talking about tradition. It turns out that Mahjong has become an important way for connection within the family too. I can't wait for you to hear more about this fun little slice of life that is growing in popularity right in my neighborhood and in the hearts of many other amazing women in the middle. Please enjoy this special interview. Hi, Cheryl and Ruth. Thanks so much for being here today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Susie. It's super fun because today we have a mother and daughter team a team that absolutely loved the game of Mahjong. And what I've noticed so much with Amazing Women in the Middle is how much a family tradition can really enhance your life. And that is absolutely what's happened with Cheryl and Ruth. So I want to take a deep dive into this whole game that I know nothing about. So Ruth, if you could get us started. Tell us a little bit about your love for the game, how you learned to play, when you started, all that sort of thing. Okay. Um, I lived uh, with my sister and a cousin who lived across the street, and I was in my uh, mid-teens, I think, and we used to go over to a neighbor who had kids, you know, fool around like sometimes uh, young people do, babysit with their children. She played Maj. Mahjong, and she uh, taught the three of us to play Mahjong. Uh, Years went by, you don't play when you're a teenager or whatever, and uh, when you get married and you happen to uh, meet friends and everything, and they 
March game came up and I said, oh, I played years ago. I'll stop playing. Well, I stopped playing and I just loved it. So Ruth, you are 90 now. So if you started playing or learning when you were in your teens, it sounds like you must have been playing now for over 60 years. Well, just about, yes. Such uh, a professional I, in our midst. <laughs> <laughs> it was something that uh, you know, at the beginning when you uh, have children and you're busy during the day, we played at night and uh, at different homes. Uh, I moved from different uh, states, and wherever uh, I went to a new state, I met friends, and uh, we got a game together. I love that. So you lived in, which of the states you lived in? I know Maine was one of them. Maine and uh, Syracuse, New York, and Rochester, New York. Well, that explains your beautiful accent. <laughs> well, originally the accent is Boston. <laughs> ah, okay. So I love that. So every time you moved, Maj actually helped you integrate into the community and make new friends, it sounds like. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Okay, so Cheryl, what about you? Cheryl, you are a classic woman in the middle. You're in your 50s. What happened? How did you find Maj? Because I have to tell you, all of a sudden, all my friends are talking about it, and it wasn't a part of my family history or experience or anything. Yes, yeah, so um, thanks for asking, Susie. It's, it was similar to you. It wasn't part of, like, the first 20 years of our marriage. We were focused on taking care of our kids, and it's less about me. But as my ki our kids are getting older, we have a 25, a 23, and a 20-year-old. Um, there's now more time to do things because they're independent. And so um, I remember all through growing up listening at night because my mom mentioned she played at night. You'd hear all these things, one crack, three bam, flowers, and then you'd hear Maj and everybody kind of clap. And um, it's a tile game. There's like 140 plus tiles. And so you hear the mixing of the tiles and you play with four people. And I was never really interested, but I always heard this, like we lived in a two-story typical American home and I would hear them playing downstairs and it wasn't at the kitchen table because you actually have to play at a square table. And, um, but what happened was, uh, um, so you, we can come back to this, but when you talked about, when my mom shared that every time she moved to a new community, what, what was amazing to me is, um, a couple of years ago, my mom moved here and she was 86 years old. My father had passed and how difficult that could be for somebody and um, how Maj really helped her integrate into the community. And especially when you think about the women around the table playing with her, many of them in their 80s, unfortunately get sick or, um, you know, leave us like they're always looking for new players. So what happened was um, I started having more time because my kids were growing and I started thinking, wow, what a great opportunity. My mom and I had never lived in the same city since I moved out of my house. Right. And so I thought, what a fantastic opportunity to actually play together. And so her group needed a substitute because there was always somebody either not well or out of town. And so I became the substitute player with another 50-year-old <laughs> um, who got involved because of her mother-in-law. 
and the other two, the other three women are well over their 80s. And so it became um, a tradition, and my mom taught me how to play, and uh, I look forward to playing with that particular group um, on Monday nights when they need me. So Cheryl, it never even occurred to you to play until your mom moved here to Toronto? That's correct. Yeah. And so it was a bit, again, when I think about over the last five years since my mom's been here, I'm starting to have time. You know, you talk about women in the middle and not having time for themselves. And I'm starting to have so much me time and I'm loving it. And so Mosh is one of those things. I mean, Susie, I'm actually part of like four to five groups. If I wanted to, I could play every night, but I don't because there's so many other great things that I like to participate in. But um, I hadn't really thought about it. And now that I do it, um, I cherish, you know, picking her up and we drive to someone's house. Um, And it's such a lovely time. Um, And then I've embraced the tradition myself. So I not only play with my mom and her group, but there's quite a few other groups, one of which I've started with some women that are actually, you know, about in their 40s not quite in their 50s, and it's become such a great social gathering for us. So, um, you know, I can take this in so many different directions, but it really is such a beautiful thing, and I'm thankful and grateful to be doing it. There's so much of what you said that I want to pick up on, and the very first thing is how Maj sounds. I have to tell you, I don't know anything about it, and I don't know if the women in the middle out there know anything about it. So tell me a little bit about the game. What's the point of the game? Right. So um, the game actually started in China, like way back hundreds and thousands of years ago. And um, it's a tile game. And around the 19, I think it was right after the war, um, it actually became popular in North America. And in particular, I'm not quite sure why, but it became popular um, among Jewish women. And basically, um, it's a tile game. You play with four people, and there's a card um, that has different patterns, and you use the tiles to create a pattern. And whoever gets the pattern first calls Maj, and everybody pays up all of like, anywhere between 25 and 50 cents. And that's what's so funny about it is that, you know, um, again, another tradition that I'll remember and that I'll tell, God willing, our grandkids in the future is, you know, we get home, you start with $5. Everyone has a little Maj purse and you start with $5 and change. And then when I drive my mom after we play, we come home within and I drop her off and then I'm five minutes away. I go home, the first thing I see in my instant messaging is a, a comment from my mom, I won $1.25. <laughs> <laughs> and then I write back and tell her how much I won or lose in some situations. So basically, that's the point of the game is you basically um, use these tiles, you set it up, everyone has a turn, and you try to match, um, you try to match some... Uh, you know, the pattern. So it, it, it keeps also, I think, the people that play, and it is a lot of women, although I'm hearing more and more of men playing, but definitely, definitely women. It's really a skill game, a strategy game. And um, 
there's a slight degree of chance. There's harder hands. My mom actually does quite well in those hands. Um, and you get a little bit, instead of a quarter, you get sometimes a 30 cent payout. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's fantastic. And you, there's an element of memory because you have to remember what's been tossed out because once it's been tossed out, you can't use it in your pattern. So I hope that was helpful to give you a bit of an idea of what, it, what it's all about. Oh, it, it is. And what I loved is when you described uh, what it was like to grow up in a house and hear this going on, hear all these women socializing, hearing the click clack of the, of the tiles. And I don't know about you, but I remember as a kid, if something interesting was going on downstairs, I would take a glass and I would put it on the floor and lit, see if I could hear anything, <laughs> see if it would be amplified. I never heard anything good, but I, I, I think, love that. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I think the funniest is what everybody remembers. So let's call them the other family members that aren't partaking. And it, and it happens when I host is they'll walk by and they'll go, one crack, or they'll say like, oh, I got a joker. So they, they kind of imitate to try to throw us off. But, you know, I play with the pros now. And so uh, they're pretty <laughs> focused. Maybe you know, I'll just, I was just going to say um, the, the other thing. And um, mom, maybe you can share whether this has been the same. I find that there's two different kinds of Maj games. And I'm happy to be part of both. One is... Um, I'm saying the rules are still the same, but what happens is it's the social atmosphere. So the two kinds of Maj games that I participate in is, one is with my mom. I call them the hardcore players. We play like between 12 and 14 games in about two and a half hours, and we break in the middle for some tea and pastries. And there's not that much talking except when the game ends and you mix the tile and you set up for the next game. I love that because talk about how you hone in on your skills. It's through experience. Yes. The other type of Maj, which is more like the ones that I've recruited with my, my new friends, is where there's always wine involved and lots of laughter and treats all throughout, not just at the break. And you basically, you celebrate when you can play four games in two and a half hours. So. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> so, Mom, I don't know if you can mention, is, was that similar over all the years that you've been playing, or has it always been hardcore? It's always been hardcore. We, we take it more seriously. <laughs> we do the kibitzen during our tea breaks. That is so funny. You guys are the hardcore professional players. you got to oh, whip, yeah. whip these kids in shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. That is so funny. And I, I just, I really love how you noticed it as a kid. You weren't really interested as a kid, but it made such a, a strong memory for you. And then when your mom moved up here, again, she had Maj to help her integrate in the community, but this time you had more time and became more interested. And I'm, I'm wondering, what do you think your kids notice about what's going on? Has your daughter shown any interest? Yeah, I mean, not so much that she sits down and observes with us. Um, I would say that my family actually bought me my own set. My mom has her own set, um, and she can tell you how she actually went about buying that, because I think it's a fantastic story, which I just learned about in prepping for today. But um, two year, I've been playing for just over two and a half years, 
And um, my, my family gave me a beautiful set um, two years ago for my birthday. So, and they're somewhat involved. Um, sometimes we have the 13-year-old girls um, of daughters, again, not so much in the hardcore group because they have 13-year-old grandchildren, not children. But I find that um, the 13 and 14-year-olds like to kind of sit at the table with us, but it could just be an excuse to stay up late. You never know because we play at night. (laughs) But um, I think um, when I was talking to my kids and I was telling them that me and their their booby, their grandmother was going to do this, they thought it was quite cool because podcasts are so popular in nature. Um, and I definitely um, mentioned to them, hey, at some point, would you love me to share with you how you play? And, to, and they, both my son and my daughter post an interest. Um, oh, that's so great. I think that's something else that, uh, you know, I've got all kinds of things that I, I love bringing Maj into the workplace. Um, and I always tell them that it was my mom that taught and how it's a family tradition now. And it's, it, it can now become a tradition. Uh, we just had a fundraiser at work and employees were putting together experiences that you could bid on to, and the money goes to the charity. And so, you know, people were like, you can have a cooking night or you can learn how to, um, you know, sit on the, or you can sit on the patio or you can go on a boat ride. And so my experience that I offered up was playing Mahjong. I would teach them and then it would, um, culminate in a big game and with some mahjong treats because i i know where you can get mahjong cupcakes nowadays you're and kidding so, me <laughs> um, yeah somebody bid i had quite a few people bid it was a silent auction and uh they raised 50 dollars through that experience so oh, there's so many yeah so it's a it's a so there's lots of opportunities moving forward with it and well, it's, it's become the- quite popular well, it's, it's become part of your identity. But before I forget, I have to hear Ruth's story about how she purchased her first set. Oh, yes. This was, uh, we were living in Syracuse at the time and, uh, you know, playing uh, uh, every week. I had a winning streak. No matter how I played the hardest games, I tried to lose. I kept on winning and winning. And one of my friends there got so angry, you're winning again, as if I was cheating, which I never did. It was just lucky, we, uh, lucky year. And I started putting away my winnings. You know, you play, it wasn't for $5 at that time. It could have been for a dollar or two. We moved from a dollar up to five. Uh, so I started saving my uh, pennies and nickels or whatever, and I got enough to buy a set which I'm sure wasn't as expensive <laughs> as it is today, but, you know, in comparison to the time of uh, year. So that was fun. That yes. is awesome. There's some really interesting stories. Uh, my mom was telling me maybe, she, you know, she talked about being on a winning streak. Um, she was telling me about, tell her about the, the other interesting story you had about somebody who was winning, but it was questionable. Oh, <laughs> we kind of knew one, one of the women in the, was cheated now and then. And uh, one time I saw her <clears throat> put a tile down. And I remember, you know, the tiles have numbers and bams or cracks or whatever. And then it was called again. So I said, don't you remember that was put down earlier? And so she like took it back and like gave me a look. And from that time on, she was very honest. She realized that I saw that she had cheated. 
Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. No, I have I've never had it in any other. In 60 I've played quite a few games yeah. with different people. Yeah, you have played quite a few games. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so cute. I see um, my family has taken a real liking to games. And uh, unfortunately, I don't enjoy them. Like I have three sons and my husband. And the four of them love these strategy games. And they have tons of friends. They're always playing games around the dining room table. But I'm not crazy about strategy games. I find them, it's just too much thinking and there's so many rules and learning is so hard and there's so many pieces. So I don't know. I recognize that I want to play something with them, but that kind of thing didn't appeal to me. The tile game, I don't know, Cheryl. I might have to join one of your games. What I did with them, though, was I, I started playing Pokemon Go. Because that was something they oh, yeah. loved, and it it's not that hard to learn, and it's on my own time, and I don't need to sit down and commit to a couple of hours. Uh, yeah. So that's what I started to do. But I love the way this game just keeps evolving in your family, so much so that it started out with just your mom, and then your mom enjoyed it so much in different cities, and then when she came to Toronto being a senior and having to get connected in the community and how it worked again. It's like trusty old Maj is always there for you. And then finally, Cheryl, you have enough time in your life and you've not just taken it on, but you've taken it to the next level, starting your own groups and even introducing it at work. What else do you think can happen with Maj? It seems like it's, it's an, such an amazing game. Can I just uh, uh, mention Every time I've moved, moved into a place, like when in Rochester, one of the neighbors would come and knock at the door and introduce them, you know, me to the area. And the first question, do you play Maj? Even when I moved in here to the building, uh, Cheryl and her friends were uh, uh, unpacking uh, uh, my things and I'm sitting there and there's a knock at the door. And one of the neighbors introduced herself also. First question, do you play Maj? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. It I, is. It's I, unbelievable. I, I was so amazed. Like, you know, think about the trepidation that we had, even though my mom is fantastic and extremely sociable. Um, and she had been coming to visit us throughout the last 25 plus years. It's still pretty darn scary moving anyways, at whatever age you're at. But then at her age, I was thinking, oh no, what's going to happen? And both, you know, all of the Maj games, and she's a part of about three different groups. Um, and it's, it's been a bit of a lifesaver. And the truth is it keeps her sharp as, you know, she's 90. And you have to remember a lot of the tiles and things like that. And so it keeps her so fresh. And I, like, like she just shared, I didn't have to find her friends. Maj found her friends and it's so amazing. And like I said, even where I'm not looking necessarily for new friends, but you're never, you're always wanting to continue to grow and learn no matter what age you are. And I love my new group of friends and we have a WhatsApp group and we play almost every week and this is our thing. And it's, and it's lovely. Um, the other thing that's really interesting with Maj is so there's another couple of traditions. One is each person wins and takes the winnings home or the losses. Um, another is 
where you put all the money in into like a money bag and basically at the end of a year or at the end of a certain period of time when you've accumulated enough quarters um the the maj group actually goes out now i remember my mom or in a number of some of the communities that she played you guys would always manage to accumulate enough to go out for lunch well we do, well first before going out to lunch our husbands were all around and we used to take our husbands out for oh. dinner <laughs> <laughs> that's so great yeah oh my gosh that is great now are you watching mrs mazel Oh, yeah. Um, and Maj yeah. has been on there, hasn't it? It has. Like, it's definitely, um, you know, you ask, where do you see Maj going? Like, I'm telling you, it's, it, it keeps people young. It's such a great social, and it's fun to play. And you, it doesn't cost a lot of time and money, you know, which is so nice. And um, everything, you don't need to rely on technology. Um, so, you know, where do I see this, like, I heard just recently because um, I always read up on it and I'm part of a Facebook group um, um, within in Canada, but they're all over the, the world, these Facebook groups called Mahjong, is that in, they're thinking about in the next Summer Olympics that Mahjong is one of the games. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so my mom was telling me, I didn't know this, but... Um, there's many tournaments either in Florida where it's very popular with seniors or in Las Vegas. So whether, you know, I continue to play and it takes me to Vegas or it takes me to some future Olympics, there's definitely something to look forward to. I, I love the, it. Yeah. The other tradition I think that, you know, that I've been thinking about, like I said, I've only been playing for two and a half years. Um, there is a Maj Association, which you become a member of, and they're the ones that if you have frequently asked questions or, and, and they create the patterns every year. Um, and so we're members. My mom's been a member of the Maj Association for 60 years and you pay a small membership fee and you get your card. So every year you get a new card that has new patterns. And so I think one of the traditions that I'm going to um, maintain is to keep the physical cards. Cause I think that would be really neat in the next 30 plus years, 40 years, if I can be like my mom and play into the 90s to have all of these cards with us. I think that would be really fun and give something for the next generation to talk about. I throw mine out every year. Let me tell you one little story about um, a friend of mine moved to uh, uh, North Carolina and uh, my husband and I went to visit for the weekend, uh, her, she and her husband. And you know, they take you on these tours and one place was a uh, beautiful, like a castle that this very rich, wealthy person built for his wife. You know, we have it here. You have it in almost every city. And as you go through, it's, uh, it's corded off that you can't go into the dining room or bedroom. We're going past, and I see on the dining room table a marsh set. I got so hysterical. My friend says, what's going on? <laughs> I said, a person who can live in a castle like this played Mahjong, I was shocked. So funny. Oh, that is great. Well, what advice would you have for somebody who wants to start to play Maj but has no clue where to begin, doesn't have anybody in her family or friend circle who knows anything about it? 
first of all, get a friend like Cheryl. <laughs> we, we play with uh, cards, you know, the uh, card with the, that gives you all the games. It has instructions, which is very easy. You play a few times, and then you get to know the game right then and there. Yeah, and I think that, um, like my mom said, if you're if somebody moves next door to you, and you know how to play, like welcome them in, and it's a relatively easy game to learn. I would say that after you know. You do want to observe, but you also, it's like experiential learning. You actually want to do it because that's the best way to learn. And um, it doesn't take a long time. And so get in, roll up your sleeves, start playing, and um, try to make it a tradition and join a weekly game. Now, there are Facebook groups. And interestingly enough, like I've, I follow them, and sometimes people say, I've just recently moved here or I'm looking for a new group, or I have more time now. So, you know, take advantage of social media as well. I love that. I, I have a feeling on YouTube, there's probably some teaching videos too. Yeah. I think the other thing is, is that um, I try to, I do it really, A, I enjoy it. Um, and B, I know others would if they start. And so, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm part of probably up to five different groups, um, aside from being a substitute for my mom's group. And I play a lot with them. So sub doesn't mean once every six months. Um, and I have my own. Um, I found some women at work that are very similar, like they're the women in the middle, and they're looking for some things to do. And so we all work downtown. And so we play in the path, which is an underground, um, you know, food court that goes like miles and miles underneath all of the financial buildings downtown Toronto. And um, we meet up at six o'clock and we play for a couple hours. How fun is that? Um, wow. and the, yeah. And then the last thing was I went on a women's trip um, re about two years ago um, I went on this women's trip, and um, they were women in the 40s and 50s, and we went on a trip to Israel. And then when we came back, we wanted to keep the group together. And so there's some, you know, things, some people get together to learn, some people get together, you know, socially, they go out for lunch anyway. So we decided to start a Maj group within that group of women. And so I had the pleasure of teaching yet another one. Um, and they play every week. Again, I don't, there's only so many hours in the day. But, Cheryl, I um, think you better add this to your LinkedIn profile. It's becoming such a huge part <laughs> of your identity. So this really dovetails nicely with an episode I did last year, episode 78, Why You Should Celebrate Traditions in Midlife. And we talked a lot about the importance of food traditions. And I just really love that you've elevated the idea of a game, a family game, being a very meaningful way to connect and to be something that you can share not only with your mom, but uh, perhaps your daughter and other women that you really care about. It, it's just so cool. And I just think when it comes to, to, to traditions, what I hear so much from midlife women is that we don't, we don't necessarily become aware of exactly like, like that it's even a tradition that we want to keep. So the idea of just raising awareness and being more intentional about thinking, well, what 
What do I want to celebrate? What is a tradition that I want in my family? Uh, what do I want to do? How can I do? Who can I share it with? Versus just things happening by accident, you know? So if there's a game that you really care about, you want to share it. If there's a love of music, or certainly a lot of families love sports, and they share their love of a team or something like that. I love this idea. And for you guys, it happened kind of organically, but it yeah. happened. And now it's taken on a life of its own. So to finish off, if you, each of you could just tell me a little bit about what it means to you to play with each other. Ruth, what does it mean to be able to share this with Cheryl? Uh, it really means a lot. Uh, you know, for several years, I kept saying, Cheryl, can I teach you? Cheryl, can I? And when she finally said, Ma, I want to learn, I got really excited. I thought, oh boy, that's great. And it's great. I'm glad she can sub with me. And I, once in a while, play with her. And we get together also on, on Saturday after school. We don't play for money, but we play with a couple of my friends and Cheryl, which is a lot of fun. That's awesome. And Cheryl, what does it mean to play with your mom? Oh, I think it's absolutely beautiful. Like I said earlier, grateful and a privilege. I mean, you know, similar to you, Susie, you don't live in the same city. Um, I haven't lived in the same city with my mom for 25 years. And even though we got together on holidays and special occasions, um, you know, we, to, you don't have the same quality of time. So this to me is um, so beautiful that, you know, as we both continue to age um, and grow old, even though I don't think of myself as old, I'm not, but in terms of, you know, what a wonderful, opportunity every single week to, you know, I don't mind picking her up, helping her set up the table. We've, I take her grocery shopping to make sure we have the right treats. And just that quality time together, it's so fun. And, you know, I want to just do it for the next up until 120 years Sorry. old. <laughs> well, like you've you say inspired in tradition. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you um, and it's beautiful. And it's, and it give you know, we talk about it and we talk about the strategies and she's always the, um, is sometimes when I'm playing with my other friends and there's a question, it's like, you know, I can pick up the phone day or night, I, although I don't play during the day and say, mom, can you make sure that I understand this rule? And, you know, she's the go-to person. So it's such a, a pleasure. And I think of how I am so blessed to be able to have a 90-year-old mom to be able to enjoy every single week. Oh, At least it's a special moment. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Well, Ruth has become the Mahjong matriarch of Toronto, and Cheryl <laughs> has become the Mahjong, um, I don't know, just like, what would be the word? Just like superior promoter. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have both just enjoyed it so much and it's just become not only amazing for you and a way to really share meaningful connections, but also a way to build this kind of momentum and connection in the community and have fun while you're doing it. So well done, ladies. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I love the role that Mahjong has played in your lives 
both at a personal level and helping you guys connect in a way that's so meaningful and beautiful and also what you've been able to do socially with your community and helping other amazing women in the middle get with the Mahjong program and have more fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing it. I think you've given a lot of people something to think about. And I think you've got some new players that are probably going to be looking you up. Excellent. Thanks so much, Susie. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Susie. That's it for today's episode. I'm sure you'll agree. This is quite a mother-daughter pair. They have figured it out. I love how it was just so organic that Cheryl just kind of saw how everybody was asking her mom, do you play Maj? <laughs> like strangers were coming up to the door and how she got in on the action. I also love how the sound of Maj is such an important memory uh, for Cheryl when she was a little girl. I love her mom's accent and I just love all the stories about how amazing the game has always been in her life and how it served so many different purposes. And now together, it's tradition. Make sure to also check out episode 78 called Why You Should Celebrate Traditions with Bob Schneeweiss. If you want to explore this whole topic of traditions a little bit more, that is another episode that has really good, rich information in it. Okay, ladies, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. It's time to get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain really is the best place to be. Check out the show notes with more information and links at susierosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And there are three ways to connect more with me in the future. The first way is to join the free Women in the Middle Community Facebook group where we continue the podcast conversation. Head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. You can also work with me directly and get unbelievably effective coaching to take you from being stuck and confused, that's no fun, to being crystal clear and excited about your future. Book your free call and let's talk about it. Just head over to talktosusie.com. And the third way is to become a first lady. Join my new midlife membership, Finally First. This is an upbeat virtual community for midlife women who want clarity, courage, and connection to make the changes they want in their next chapter. Sign up for the VIP waitlist now because the doors will open again soon and you will be ready to go. Head over to IamFinallyFirst.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. 